just going to um, kind of stay on the same theme <laughs> that I've been on for the last few weeks. And that's just bringing us closer to Jesus, hopefully, Jesus encounters. But I want to talk about the higher calling today. And our invitation um, man, I just just let's just lift our hands again. I know we're giving and whatever, but just we can just stay in, in God for a minute. I just truly feel that um And the Holy Spirit, when he, he wants to do something, uh, he's pretty intentional. So we just need to get used to that as he wants to pour out his spirit on the earth. And, um, you know, I was thinking about spontaneous tongues when we're, you know, in the book of Acts, when Acts chapter 2 happened, it, there was just this outpouring. It was a deluge of God, this is not even in my, this is not what I was planning on. But I just feel like I need to just bring a little bit of direction and understanding because sometimes I've, we've had people come in and they can't make it through worship because they come out of a different culture because stuff, you know, just, we start going in tongues, we sound like, you know, lunatics. And, and I, I just feel like there's something so fundamental about Acts chapter 2 they were all one place and one accord. And I know Paul gives us instructions on how the gift of tongues works in a, in a body of believers. But when there's an outpouring, when God is moving corporately, we have permission. Am I going to blow this thing up? We have permission to all go after God, right? Like that, right? Allow the Holy Spirit. I don't know why I'm even saying that tonight, but the reality is that the, the Spirit of God wants to flow through people corporately. And if we just plug in our heavenly language into God, man, the, the, the Spirit of God and the Spirit of prophecy moves and then all kinds of things start to happen. And so we want to create a culture that there's a, a, the reality of God just coming and visiting. I want a place of visitation and habitation. And so I just want to talk to you tonight, really. I do want to talk to you about the higher calling, but my, my heart is that we really grab hold of the heart of God. I want to talk about prophecy. I want to talk about the office of the prophet. I want, I'm, going to, I'm going to snowball them all into one thing, okay? It's the spirit of prophecy on the church, but it's, it comes from one place. It comes from being with Jesus. Are you hearing me? That God wants us so in, just plugged into him that the, the Lord can begin to speak and do what he, he, can, he, he desires to do in a people. Because we've, I love what they brought tonight because they don't know what I, week to week, they don't know what I'm going to bring. Tori asked, I said, don't ask. You know, she doesn't ask me anymore. She's asked me like two times in, what's that, four years, whatever it is since she's been back. But the reality is that God, you know, there's, there's things that I'm going to talk about the river and tonight, and there's just so many things that the Lord confirms his word, even through this group here that just, they come and they just pour out weekly, right? And so 
I'm just excited because I just want you to turn to Philippians chapter 3 with me. And there's a lot that the Lord has to say about this, but I want to just get our focus in the right place. The focus is on the high calling. The focus is not on looking at our past, not even at looking at what we used to know, not even looking at old religious cultures, not even looking at anything of the past. God wants to always bring us into the new thing. And, and I, he prophesies that through Isaiah, and we all prophesy that. When, when the spirit of prophecy comes, I want to do a new thing, and God wants to do a new thing. I promise you he wants to do a new thing. And so it, it, I just want you to read with me just out of Philippians. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation because there was something specific that I wanted to grab out of this. But Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 12, says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things. Actually, we're just going to jump down a couple verses, okay? Is that okay? Or I'll just start with, I press on to possess that perfection. I press on to perfect to possess that perfection which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Now that's where we need to be possessed by. We're not possessed by any other thing. We want to be possessed by Jesus, right? And then he says this, No, dear brothers and sisters, not that I have achieved it, because, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. And then he says this, let, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. That what? That we would press on. Right? I have to go back to the last thing that he said, that we press on and press into the things of Jesus, right? And press onto the higher calling to grab the heavenly prize, right? And then he says this, if you disagree on, on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. <laughs> Paul's so funny in how he writes. He just says, as a, ma as a matter of fact, this is how it's going to be. If you're, if you're having a problem with it, don't worry. God's going to take care of it. Right? And then he says, but we must hold on to the progress which we have already made. Look at your neighbor and say, amen. Come on, that's a good word. That we want to step into that place with the progress we've already made. We want to go past that into the higher place, right? This is good stuff. This is good, really good Pauline theology. His, his words were amazing. He doesn't need a lot of explanation because he was a spiritual man speaking with spiritual words. <laughs> but now we get to read with the Holy Spirit, the same spirit which he wrote this thing in. And he says, dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine. And what did Paul do? Paul, if we go into Pauline reading and we talk about the things that he experienced, well, he experienced some wild and heavy things. Can we agree on that? Okay. That's New Testament living. That we live from that place where, the, where we're living from this place, right? The same place. He says, follow me and learn those things by, by our example, Right? For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes. Now he is urging the, Philipp the church in Philippi, those who have been, you know, they've been supporting him while he's been imprisoned. He, they've been doing so much for him, and they've been giving him everything that he needs. He's, he, the, it is Philippians that says he won't lack one thing, he, that my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so he's in this, this state of house arrest, but he's crying for the church in Philippi yet. Why? 
goes on to say this. He says, there's many of those whose conduct show that they're really enemies of the cross. And they're headed for destruction. So it was people, obviously, in the church and, and amongst the people that were, they were headed down a wrong road. Could have been whatever. We don't know exactly what that is. But their God is their appetite. And they brag about shameful things. And they, don't, and they think only about the life here on earth. Next. But we, but we, we're citizens where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. For we will take our, he will take our weak and mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. And I just, I, w I really want to just talk about the Spirit of God moving into people because part of the reason why we're in this mess in America is because we haven't had a prophetic voice in the earth, in the nation. Like, there are some, there's some powerful voices right now that have, have woken part of the church up, but I do believe that God is saying, listen, arise, shine, awaken to what I'm about to do, because here's the thing, he wants to bring us to a new level, right? Because he says, follow me, watch what I do. I'm going to a higher place, and I'm calling you to a higher place, and this is where I want to bring you, Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. And I just, I, I want to get the heart of God on this because the Lord's been dealing with me with the, with the prophetic mantle and ministry and he wants to declare things in the earth and he's looking for people who will move in courage, not motivated by anything else other than him and his heart. Are you hearing me tonight? God wants his motivations inside of you. And the only way to do that is to engage with him. And so I'm bringing us back to the message I always say, we need to be closer to Jesus, right? We want to encounter Jesus. We want to step into that place where we, we see him. And listen, I see this. I started prophesying about that mountain, and I saw more. I just saw that there was, there was these mountains coming up out of the whole nation. They were in different strategic spots. And I saw the Lord just rising trumpets in the regions and they were to bring forth and break forth a sound that would break the powers of darkness over the nation now believe me you i believe this that the holy spirit is getting us ready because there is going to be a final shaking before this whole thing sifts out at least in our time and we need to just be ready because if you live in an unshakable kingdom none of these things move you because you're immovable, always abounding in the Lord, right? That our lives are just solid, concrete. You've got concrete in your shoes and you cannot be moved. Not the saints that, you know, enter a worship service and can't be moved. That's a mess. But the Holy Spirit wants us to be the saints that cannot be moved because we're, we're just always abounding in the love of the Lord and we have his heart and his his, his emotions, do you know God has emotions? His heart is over this nation right now. His heart's over the entire earth, but I know his heart is crying for America. Where are they? Where's my church? Where's my bride? Where's, where's the heart 
who's going to speak my heart in this time and in this, in this epoch of time? And I'm telling you, there's a divine encounter that God wants to pull us into. And it says this in verse 1, chapter 4, Revelation. And I'll, I'm trying to just slow down and hold steady because I just feel like the Lord had so much. You know, lately, you go before the Lord to get a, you know, and I, I try not to do that, go before the Lord to get a message. That's not where you want to live from. The word lives and it's alive in you and it's moving in you. And when you sit before the Lord, you begin to get his heart on the issue of the matters. And he wants to touch everyone in this room. And he wants to baptize us just with a, with a fresh knowledge of what he's about to do. You know, the people of God, right? Daniel, oh, all right, I'll stop. I'm starting to go. I got to reel it in. Chapter, uh, verse 1, Revelation, chapter 1. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. I just have to go there for a moment. Actually, before that, right, we get the church of Laodicea. And the Lord says to the church, and he's speaking an utterance out of John, and the message and the lampstand's being released. Listen, I, those who overcome, the Lord comes and he's knocking. And I tell you today, the Lord comes and he's knocking. He's not knocking for someone to receive salvation. He's knocking on the place of your heart that God's saying, can you open that to me? I'm going to show you that there's a progression because even here, even here we see John. John had these, these moments with Jesus, right? He came off of, out of the fishing boat. He didn't know who Jesus was, and Jesus just said, come follow me. And all he did was hang out with Jesus for three years. But it says by the end of the book, it says he, he, dubs him, he, he gives himself this badge, the, the disciple that loved Jesus most. And then it's recorded in another, another place that John put his head on the chest of Jesus. He lived from this place because God wants to take you in a progression of meeting him in a fresh way. And we think that it just stopped. I receive salvation. I come into a place where I, I understand and I know. I got a pretty good grasp of the scripture. I've read that before. And the Lord is saying, listen, would you hear my heart? My heart is this, that even John, in the midst of being slammed by the spirit of revelation, now he gets, it says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's Revelation chapter 1. But now we have four chapters later in this letter as he's going, it says now that it says this, it says, I was in the spirit and behold. No, he called them into another door. And everyone in this room, I'm, I plead with you, like, like Paul, like I plead with you, crying, listen, I want us to be in a place where we desire so much to go into the open door. Because in the open door, there's new things and there's fresh things. And really, the main thing in, inside of that door is who you meet. And in that place, when you meet with Jesus after you go into the next realm, I'm going to use realm. Because God wants to pull you into another place with him. 
it's right. It's it's this place, the high calling of Christ. How many want a low calling in Christ? I don't want a low calling in Christ. I want to be where He is and where He lives. And so you say, well, you're a preacher. That's, that's where you should be. Yes, it is, but it's where you should be too. See, because he's calling the whole church up to this place. And some of you have an effect in the places where you work and the people that you're around. And God, he's asking you, will you come up to a higher place so that you can receive fresh knowledge from me and fresh understanding so that when you speak to people, if they're teenagers or they're elderly... That you receive understanding from me. I can, I can go into the book of Daniel, but I can't do it now. Maybe next week. The reality is that there's understanding that comes because we've beheld him. And we don't get that until we step into the beauty of who he is. Until we are all out and we've thrown everything aside to go there. And that doesn't mean I have to sacrifice the rest of my life and my family for it. No. Because God's going to give you all things and he's going to develop everything in your life. And you'll be filled with all the fullness of blessing and honor. And don't think we won't go through suffering. Because it's part of the package. But I'm telling you that there's this call to go higher. And even, even in what he began to behold, right? He beheld what? The four living creatures. And the Bible says that they had eyes within and without. Are you all with me? We need to be able to grasp these things because God wants to show us things not only on the earth but in heavenly things. What is the within? Within is within the earth. It's within yourself. God wants to do things within you, and we're resisting against what God wants to do in us because we can't see with the other eyes that see the heavenly things. <laughs> Are you all right? Okay, okay. I know. But here's, here's, here's what God's calling. Maturity. Why am I talking about the prophet and the prophecy and the, the gifts on your life? Because the gifts on your life are only going to be developed to the manner in which we step in. And I'm saying gifts. When I say gifts, that can mean helps. That can mean what you do daily. That I'm, I'm just going to throw a net over it all. Let's just put aside spiritual gifts. That's, that's a, uh, we should be thinking that way. But I'm telling you, the rest of the parts of your life, the compartments of your life, God wants everything to be affected because the spirit of wisdom and revelation is on your life. Because you understand things that normal, natural people do not understand. And when he comes in, it begins to expand you on the inside. So that this dead, dry heart that we have, I promise you, it can become rock. And he wants to make it into flesh and he wants to cause the heart inside of you to be just so pliable. See, this is what my prayer is for this whole, this whole 21 days. God, will you tenderize us, all of us? Would you allow your Holy Spirit to tenderize our hearts so that when it's tender and, and able to hear, Lord, would you speak? And would you speak to us? Because you're going to bring forth change and transformation in the place of where we're tender. So I want you to see as we, as I just, as I begin to scope through so much 
in, in that one chapter, and it keeps going. But the reality is, if you underline throne, just go through the chapter and you start looking. Throne, 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 throne. Who's, what are we looking for? We're looking to enter into a throne room where God begins to speak. And you have access. Everyone in this room has access. And I know sometimes we think, man, I'm a million miles away from that. You're not. You're like really close. Why do I say that? It goes to the tenderizing of your heart. Why do we have this gift of repentance? Because when I repent and I truly repent, when I ask God, God, every wicked way in me, would you take it? Would you remove every selfish motive, God? Would you take it? Would you remove everything that gets in the way of me being a good father, a husband, a wife, uh, all these things? He will come, and he'll, he, I promise you he'll come and invade that spot. And so it's detrimental <laughs> for the body of Christ to step into what? Maturity. What's maturity? Maturity is when I hear and I know what God's speaking. What's the number one question people would ask about your spiritual life? How do I hear God? Because we don't want to live as a fatherless generation. And God wants to release his words into you and into your family and into your, every part of your life. Into those who you touch and sur everyone who you touch and surround. And there's a visible reality that God wants to do, and it's calling you up to a higher place. Where the door is open, it's wide open. It's wide open. And as I was thinking of this, I started thinking about the Ezekiel, right? Ezekiel was another wild, you know, seeing prophet. He saw so many things, but Ezekiel 47 talks about this river. Because we, we're okay especially in our circles, the prophetic circles, like we're okay splashing around in the river. We're okay with that. But I'm, here's, what I want, here's what I want to see. Here's what my heart's desire is. Here's what we, we will see. Is that a people are so grounded in the word and full of the spirit that the things that come out of their mouth align with heaven and, and they're not flaky, weird parking lot prophecy. That the word of the Lord is true and sound and has weight on it. How do we, here's the thing, when I, my heart is that there would be an eruption of the word of the Lord that would flow forth out of here and out of New England, and out of the other five parts that I just saw in the spirit, right, of the nation, that there would just be this onslaught of the word of God and the, and the flow of the spirit that will break the powers of darkness and dismantle it because we have a people that, listen, it, as someone prophesies, you either have faith to grab it, and I'm not talking nab it, like f frugally or with no meaning. No, God wants you to grab the word of the Lord in your life like it's real and it's substance, right? We prophesy by faith. Let me tell you about the kingdom and faith. The reality is that when it, it's a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? With the kingdom comes through a word of, of the Lord, it comes with an invitation. Will you grab hold of it and will you align with it? Do you believe it? 
And if you believe it, will you step into it? Because most of us can say we believe it, but we won't enter it. Right? So there's going to be a transformation of our hearts and minds that we, we don't step outside of that, but we step into it. So, again, with the river, like there's this beautiful picture that the prophet Ezekiel said, that we can even have a guide. <laughs> you want a spiritual guide? They're only angels around here. They're not any weird things. But I'm telling you, if, 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 it, was a lo- if it was a clear scene in, in the book of Ezekiel as a vision, God says this, here, I bring guidance to you today, and it comes in a heavenly manner, and, and it will wake you out of sleep and slumber and move you into the river of God. And what happens in the river? <clears throat> See, we, I like the fact that I can go into the river and splash around, like I said before, that's okay. And we, we like the joy and we like m- emotional things that, that get us, you know, charged up and maybe a little excited. But I'm telling you, God is calling us to do just as, as the prophet saw. He went into the river. He went into his ankles. Then he went waist deep. Now, waist deep is a little more hard to maneuver. I can tell you from being at the beach and actually being on the Essex River that flows into the, which is what the scene is. It's a, it's a river that flows into an ocean. <laughs> Oh, you'll get messed up with that if you get a hold of that. But there's a river that goes from the, from the, the inland into the ocean. And when that happens, there's all kinds of crazy currents. And I know from experience that trying to swim in that current, if you're swimming with it, it's one thing. If you're swimming against it, put it this way, the river's going to take you wherever it wants to go. And so when there's resistance there's resistance. Anyone ever been at the beach with those rip tides, right? And what happens is when the waves are trying to pull you out, your feet are getting buried in the sand. No? I'm just checking if everyone's on point. Yeah, because the, all of a sudden you start sinking because God, the, the, God, <laughs> the water's being pulled out from underneath you and the water's being pulled into you, right? So there becomes this undercurrent that pulls you in. And this is where God wants you to get lost. I'm doing this as a picture tonight because the Lord wants us to step into the river that we step into and we let ourselves go because it's going to give us and it's going to bring what? The Bible says here it brings healing wherever it goes. And everywhere it goes, it brings life. Don't you want that river? See, it was a progression. Do you see the progression again? John, who had a revelation of Jesus on the earth, great. And then he goes right to the cross. He was right there at the very end. Then he goes in this place of encounter. And not only the one place where he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, the Lord says, I have a door open higher. Can you come up here? Do you see that? Are you grabbing it? Because there's always progression in the kingdom. God wants to pull you to a higher place so that you can what? So that you can live free. So that you don't live low. So that when God comes and he begins to speak to you, you, you begin to, you're able to, with heart motives. Why maturity? Why? Why? Because God wants to take all the weird things in your life that cause you to go this way and that way. And like, I, like James says, like a, 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 a 
you get tossed and fro like back and forth. No, God wants you to be solid. He wants you to walk in integrity. He wants you to walk anti-flaky. I want the outpouring of God, but I want the real deal. Like I'm, I, I don't care if we're giving words, but let, let our words not be thus saith the Lord. If you feel like God's saying something, let's just ask the Lord, God. And I'm, again, I don't want us to be afraid to step out in things, but I want I want the, I want the place where God is beginning to mold your life to be in the presence of Jesus. So every 1,500 feet, <laughs> that's the river, right? The, the angel took me a little further and a little further. And there was trees that were flourishing. And listen, there's the, there's the healing waters that he wants to baptize us in so that everywhere we go, we carry the water. That there's nothing that's held back from us. And that we're not holding one thing back from anyone else. So every, it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. The river that Jesus spoke about that's living inside of you, these rivers of living waters, wherever they go, things begin to live. They come alive. And if they're dead, they come alive. It talks about fish coming alive. Apparently they were dead. So this living water that God's calling us up into a place with him in a higher realm that we begin to step into, the Holy Spirit says, here, come, I'll show you. And so it brought me to a couple things. First, Isaiah. Ready? You're going through the whole Bible tonight. No, but Isaiah chapter, chapter 6, and we all know the, we're, we're King Uzziah dies and we have this encounter but what happens here is his language his mouth he realizes there's purity and impure things that he needs to be set free from but again i want you to see that his eyes that he saw the lord high and lifted up do not let any other thing come into that place that's elevated He's high and lifted up. And again, the seraphim, <laughs> the seraphim, the living creatures with eyes within. But this, he says this, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in a land of people of unclean lips. So if we just back up for a second and just look at where we live right now. Just look at the situation we're in right now. The Holy Spirit's looking for a body of people that the Spirit of God will just be upon, that will transform us from the inside out, that will deliver us from everything unclean inside. He'll set us free. Do you know he can do that? <laughs> okay. He will. He'll just do it. And he's, he's doing it. Say he's in the process. He's in the process. He's doing something beyond what you see right now. But I want, 
your vision to be in this place where I look higher so that, and I, when the door is open for me to go in, I go in. I don't step back. When the Lord says, come to the river, don't just go in waist deep. Go for it. When the floods of God come, I want to be in it and I want to plunge in and I don't want to give myself to any other thing. No other lover. And so it's our mouths because the, what we profess, what we proclaim, what you prophesy, is it clean? <laughs> what we begin to declare and decree, God wants purity and he wants, the, right? The words that come from your heart come from where? They're going to come from him, but the, the heart has to be pure and it releases a pure word. Right? So clean hands and a pure heart. God, come and cleanse us on the inside so that when we speak, the words are pure and they're flowing and they release life. And we don't, because those words of negativity or even gloom and doom. <laughs> How many think, you know, sometimes we look at what's going on in America. You know, maybe, maybe we deserve judgment. Well, if he brought down fire on Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, we can line up with all kinds of theology and Old Testament thinking, but I know this, that the glory of the Lord is coming to cover the earth. And so will we be in, in, in the midst of people not being in repentance, do we have, of course we have circumstances and things that are going to control that, right? But as the people of God, we begin to prophesy and declare the opposite. I'll tell you why. Ready? Mark chapter 8. There's a blind man. You don't have to go there. Just look at it later. There's a blind man. Jesus sees this blind man. He's in the city. And he takes the blind man and he says, come with me. We're getting out of here. What happens? He can't see anything. I thought about this after. Why did he take him out of the city? Why did he remove him from the city? He removed him from the city to get him out of the atmosphere that he was accustomed to. And the place where he was begging and then the Bible says that he was begging Jesus that he would receive his sight. And the Lord spit in his eyes. <laughs> the Lord spit on him. And I'm, I just want to tell you that sometimes he may do something to offend you that you might receive your healing. Remember Naaman. Because Naaman was told to go to another river that was nasty, the Jordan. It was nasty. It was not the place where, you know, the king goes and bathes. So this was offensive. Why can't you just heal me? And so the Spirit of God is saying, listen, I'm, I may do some things to rattle your cage and make you wonder why I'm doing, but he does it as a sign that will make you wonder. 
So the reality was this. He spat in his eyes, said, do you see, man? Now, I don't think for a moment that Jesus couldn't have healed him on the first try. I, I, I bit into teachings, too, that said, oh, you pray a second time because Jesus, it happened to Jesus. Nah, I don't buy it. We see it happen, but you think Jesus was, it says that everyone he prayed for was healed. So I go back to that, and I think, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's something strange with that. What was the purpose? He took him out of the city, brought him to a place, and, be, and prayed, spit in his eyes, and said, do you see? Okay, now. Are you good? I see men like trees. Then he does it again. He's completely healed. Then he tells him, he directs him, do this. Don't go back to the city. Don't tell anyone what I did, and go home. I just said, I just spoke a verse out of Philippians chapter 3 to you that says, listen, we go, we don't look back. We press forward onto the high call. This is what I think he was saying to this man. Listen, don't look back. Don't go back to your beggar's spot. Go home. Don't go back to the city and tell them what I did. Go home. Don't go back and position yourself where you used to be. Go into a totally different mode and go home because everything's going to be taken care of for you. And there's this place that the Holy Spirit is saying to the church, listen, will you just let me do things? Would you allow me to come in? And it may not look like what? It may even look messy. I don't know. I think spitting in someone's eye looks pretty messy. Because I don't think Jesus just went. I think he went. I'll drink to that. I mean, don't you think so? I think he just, he didn't, it was like, ah. <clears throat> Come on. If it'll make me see, I'll take whatever he wants to do. Do you understand my point? The Lord wants to do something to shift our eyes. He wants to change our language so that we can reach a generation. He wants to change your language so that you can prophesy to the four winds. Look at your neighbor and say, prophesy to the four winds. Honestly, you, we need to start prophesying to the four winds about the situations, about the things we engage with. And I'm telling you, I see the lid coming off if we just step into what God has. He's got a window he wants to open. He's got a door he wants to open. He's bringing us into a, a place where the words of our mouth begin to shift and move things governmentally. Because you live from the government of God. Why? Because Isaiah chapter 9 tells me that the government's on his shoulders. And he's the head. And we're just walking with him. Because we carry the yoke of Jesus. And so I want our eyes to be open tonight in a fresh way. And I want your heart. Personally, I'm just like, today I was before the Lord, and I just felt his heart. Actually, the last few days, I felt his heart for what he's doing over the nation. And he doesn't want us to, to just live in this place where we're way outside of all of that. Jesus came. 
and he opened the scroll, Isaiah 61. And part of his mission statement in Isaiah 61 and in Luke 4.18 was this, that the eyes of the blind would be open. I can't say it enough that our spiritual blindness would be knocked out of us. That we would have an eye that would step up into the place where he's calling us in this hour. And when we open our eyes to what he's doing, listen, don't ignore what he says. Because he's speaking right now. He's speaking to everyone in this room. He's speaking to everyone in this room. Not just now, but all week. And when he speaks and we respond because we hear what he says and we see what he's doing. Because most of us don't, I said this last week, recognize. We don't recognize we're not cognitive of what he's doing in the moment. Trying to ignore <laughs> the Lord is not a good place. Trying to ignore what he's saying is, is really not a good place to live, right? The Lord wants to pull us into the fullness. He wants us to get away from our old thinking and step into the new. And that comes by us listening and stepping into obedience in a new way, right? So I want, come help me, Tori. I want his heart to move you. If I go back to Revelation chapter 4, I realize a couple things. That it's all focused on one thing. His throne. That when my eyes are sitting and my eyes be holding him in his, on his throne. And all the other activity is happening in heaven. <laughs> Ready? God's going to begin to do things and activate things in heaven as I'm beholding. It's already happening, right? Heaven's not quiet right now. As quiet as we are right now in this moment. Heaven is moving. God is moving. God is active. The Holy Spirit's active. He won't really, he, he's looking for those whose hearts are tenderized and ready to receive from him. Because listen, I'm telling you, it's not another five hours of prayer. Although I want to devote myself to God. <laughs> it's where I engage with him because my heart's tender. To be honest with you, it's day what of the fast. I feel like I didn't get tender till about two days ago. I seriously feel like that. It's like strange. So it's day like 13, right? Four, it's the 13th? Yeah. So it's day 13 and I'm like, Wow took a while and I believe me I've been spending a lot of time knee padded on the ground or in my chair or just reading the word but for some reason this morning there was just a grace 
And the Lord wants to release that grace on everyone in this room. Not because you fast 13 days. You hear me? Just put your hands up. Let's pray for a minute. See, God wants to engage the deepest parts of your heart tonight. With one goal, not even to give you a prophetic message. The goal is to bring you deeper into his message. It's a funny thing. I, the only reason I've been, I'm just referring to prophecy tonight is because there's been so many words and people shaken by the words that we haven't seen come to pass yet. Listen, those things will come to pass. Actually, they already did come to pass. And some of you have promises, and, and the Lord wants to encourage you tonight. Listen, we want to open up, open up, and allow him to come in and tenderize. Like, I just see, I just see him massaging your heart tonight in a way that, that he begins to open things up that you, you didn't even know were there. And, he wants to remove the thing that gets in the way. <sighs> and maybe I made things almost a little complicated but the Lord wants to pull you deep into the deep part of the river tonight he wants to pull you into the where the spirit is flowing and you give yourself entirely to that that you become so lost in him that you give up the rest of yourself We play a good game in church. We like we want to move and we want to we we do it all the time. We do it in in our own lives. I, I do it myself. I'm I'm just speaking to you now. Just just stay and just even pray in the spirit. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to do something that will bring you out and into the light. And the and the Lord wants to unveil things to allow purity to come. See, there's always a new level. There's always a new place to go. And whenever we think we've come and arrived at the stop gate where he doesn't move anymore, he doesn't grow anymore in our lives, listen, this is how, this is how the Hebrides got invaded by God because they realized that they were actually, that they needed God to show up and do it and tenderize every part of their hearts so that the outpouring of the Spirit, even, even I think of... of um, of Azusa Street with William Seymour, he, he would just put his head in a box. 
he'd pray until God showed up. <laughs> Why am I saying this? Because we, we get so far and then we just feel like we've gone far enough. And I'm, I'm telling you, God, you guys, the, the Lord is looking for the crave inside of your heart. A crave. There's a craving. And it's not even to be seen. The weird thing is now we build platforms and we, you know, who's got the good word and who's on Elijah list and who, who's on YouTube. It's, it's all the, you know, we've got all these things working, trying to get a platform. Or God, you want me to be in full-time ministry right now? And, you know, you gotta, you, God has to call you. The Holy Spirit has to call. And so everyone in this room, the Holy Spirit is calling to one place. Right beside him. Right in front of him. Right in front of the burning feet of Jesus. Right in front of when we look up, that the eyes begin to burn in our hearts. That when he opens his mouth, the sword of the Lord comes and touches our hearts. That when we begin to pray, when we leave this place, because this is, corporate meetings are easy. I feel like it's easier. They can be distractions, but corporate meetings can be easier. I'm telling you, God wants to pull you into a place of secret desire. Because I realize the only thing that's going to light this place on fire, it's not me. It's him. Every word. Doesn't matter what personality we have come in. It's all good for a couple days. I'm just being honest. But I know he's looking for a people that will, will engage with Holy Spirit. And I know what happens. <laughs> it's funny. There's no entertainment in that. But what we don't realize, it's the greatest entertainment in our lives that we'd ever have. That when we get before the Lord and He begins to show up, I've been going through waves and waves and waves today of God just coming in and, and I like it, but it just doesn't sustain enough. Like, it's like, I get a wave and it'll go. The spirit of prophecy came and it left. You know. Where is it that we have, we throw ourselves before him? I'm talking, I'm talking desperation. We can come to the house of prayer. I, I'm just giving you guys, I'm just... And again, I don't want to pull us into this stride mode, but I don't know, I don't know any other way. I'm just like, God, like when my heart is completely given to you, what does that look like? When you can come in and take every area, that means I want to, I want to step in and be a part of something that's way bigger than me, myself. Lord, would you help us to step in? Would you help us to move in 
Lord, would you help us to step in to the door that's open? Would you help us to launch ourselves into the river? Would you help us to go before you and allow you to do whatever might be offensive even now? to touch us and pull us into what you're calling us to. There's a transformation even in the offense. All that we would have understanding. All that our eyes would be open, God. up to the Lord and just just begin to pray in the spirit with me, will you? Just begin to pray in the spirit.
So I'm here talking to the Lord of all. <laughs> some, some of you have been here and you just feel like there's been a cap on you and you haven't been able to have, it, it's not even, I'm like, God, we do this all the time. Why, 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 why do I, why am I doing this? But I saw the Lord taking lids off of people's lives. And it wasn't just for an infilling, it was for you to go up. And you to go into the higher place and you to step into the river and you to be able to flow with what God's season is for you right now. And so I just believe that God, the Lord is wanting to remove hindrances to intimacy. Hindrances, he wants to release and pull off the lid from a hindrance to intimacy. So if you're struggling with that right now, just come up and allow the Lord to do it. God wants to extinguish every doubt know that I know that I know that I saw the Lord uncap and what we think sometimes listen if 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 I'm saying this and you're sitting in your seat it's probably not a good time to do that it's probably the best time to come forward and just allow the Lord to minister to you it's not even an issue of I've been there again I've been there before and God's gonna do it again and I'll leave with no change. No, no. Let's just, here's the problem. We come to the Lord sometimes so flippantly. And what's impossible with man, is possible with the Lord. It's just, it's the way it is. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're about to do. One more time, third time. <laughs> if you feel felt any hindrance, any walls, any blockage, I believe there's anointing tonight, more than any other night, listen, to break that open. And, it, and not so that you just go home feeling good for the moment, but I, let's just believe for transformation. Let's believe that he'll come and he'll transform and shift us. Shift our thinking. Move us. Because listen, there's even places where the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit want to move in your life, yet you've been afraid. I'm going to just say about the gifts. You've been even afraid, and, and even personal gifts, you've been afraid and fearful to step into some of that, and the Lord wants to begin to open that even tonight. 
But it has to start with a with a, a movement and believing. Ready? We're believing for the impossible because we some of us have, have been in cycles of unbelief and God wants to open it up and move us into a, even a, a, a place of where, where there's Holy Spirit governmental flow in our lives that we, don't, we have not understood, we don't even understand what He's going to do. And when I say governmental, that means the, the government of God being established in your life and ruling and reigning in you and through you. Lord, we thank you. We allow you right now in these moments. Lord, that you just touch us. Holy Spirit, I just declare over every person in front of me and even in the seats, God, that there's hindrances just being knocked off right now by the Spirit. That God bondages uh, uh, that have holding us captive. We thank you that you're breaking them off right now. Lord, I thank you that every, every religious mode inside of us is being knocked off and removed. Lord, we're thanking you right now that there's a, a release of your spirit, that we're changed on the inside, that the glory of the Lord is being revealed even on the inside. Lord, you've called us to be filled with your glory and your presence. Lord, we won't be denied. We won't be, cha- we won't be uh, denied of the change and the transformation. God, I thank you. We take authority over everything that has hindered what you're going to do in these moments right now. So thank you, God. We thank you for establishing your kingdom inside of us even now, God. Even now, God. Just let it go, God. Just let it go. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Lord, just rest. Lord, we go in, we enter into that window, into that door. And we don't go in there just tonight. It just becomes a place where we've uh, just become home. Lord, we thank you that heavenly places, it's our home. And so we just rip off every hindrance right now in the name of Jesus. We just declare freedom. God, we thank you that everything that's held us back in the past, that Lord, gifts are flowing even now. That, that n- fresh anointings are moving right now. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you just bring forth your fire, your glory, your fullness. Father, that it would not stop. Lord, I thank you, God, that no, we just break down every wall that's kept us back from the places that you called us for our future. We're calling that future forth again tonight. And Lord, we thank you. That it's your desire for us to come in close. It's your desire to change us from the inside out. Lord, you're going to do it right now in these moments. Lord, you're resting. You're resting, God.
Lord, I just declare it over the region, Father, right now. That you just do it beyond what we know, beyond what we've understood. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we stay in the place of prayer tonight. No hindrances, God. Lord, but divine encounters tonight, Holy Spirit. Divine encounters, God. So just unrope that you're unroping those things. Places where our hands have been tied, God, you open things and you cut the bonds right now in Jesus' name. You cut every hindrance, God. Come on, just pray in the Spirit.